lessons learned And how they scars shown but no respect was earned You choose not to live your life Well last your concern But death come for all my nigga We all get a turn How many niggas be the same when that court adjourned Tell the devil he Hope everyone's doing well. Andre C. Hatcher here with the Hatchet's Way Show. Hope you, if you're watching this live, happy Tuesday to you. Great afternoon or morning, depending on what time zone you're in. Here in my main man, Markwell Russell. That boy good, right? <laughs> <laughs> that boy good. Um, you guys have probably seen him before. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody spend more money on ads than you. Wow. Wow. And I know a lot of people. We know a lot of the same people. Yep, absolutely. I don't know if I have. I have. Uh, the about Markel is, is is he'll get your mind to stretch and expand and uh, help give you a game plan to achieve things that you might not have even thought you could. So, Markel, how are you, kind of, sir? Hey, man, life is good, man. I can't complain. I have zero complaints, man. Life is good. Isn't that a wonderful thing to say? Mm-hmm, 100%. I mean, think about it, man. Even, even if I did, it wouldn't do no good anyway. Like, me complaining would do zero good. So, might as but well not. I, I said that the other day. I, I I said, man, like life is life is not a good point. And I and I remember when I had a lot of issues, and now the issues now it's like, yeah, that's not really that's not really that much not of really an issue. An issue. Mm-hmm. Um, have you started traveling more? Or are you just filming more of your traveling? Um, I think traveling more because the interesting thing is that I actually, unless I'm doing an event, am I got my shooter with me? Uh, with mm-hmm. my sniper, he goes by the sniper. Um, okay. Then he'll he'll capture it. But if I'm like family type of travel, I actually don't even film a lot of that. A lot of time when I'm at like family travel, I ain't even really like shooting videos and none of that. I'm kind of totally off unless I'm intentionally shooting something for a reason. Got you. But so I guess a little bit of both. Okay, I think that. So uh, I gave my, I gave you my intro. Tell the people who you are in your words, kind sir. So yeah, so I'm Marquel Russell. I am the co-founder and CEO of Client Attraction University. Um, a lot of people call me the king of client attraction. We help specifically black experts um, create high ticket offers, attract clients on autopilot, and scale their business while working 50% less. To date, we've helped our clients do over $1 billion in revenue. So a lot of your favorite experts and influencers, they come to us when they want to make their marketing more profitable, when they want to attract more clients, and they want to grow and scale while actually working less. Is it possible to make more money and do less work? Isn't that an oxymoron? I mean, that's actually the, that's the, I was going to say that's the only way to do it. It's not the only way to do it because people do it the other way, but it's actually the best way to do it. Like if you're, if you're, if you're working harder to make more money, that actually makes zero sense because you're spending more time because it's like you're spending more time. I actually never even said this before. You're spending more time which is your most valuable asset to make more money, which is a less valuable asset, right? So if you're actually putting out more of a valuable asset to make more of a less valuable asset, you actually lose money. So you got to figure out how do you work less to make more? Does that make sense? It makes sense to me because I've done it Um, (laughs) and you helped me do it. (laughs) And you helped me do it. Well, um, so so the, the topic for today is pricing during the recession, right? So so mm-hmm. we're technically numerically in a recession, just straight up numbers wise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do, do you think people should drop their prices, increase them, adjust Great question. to the standard? Great question. So I think I believe 
that participation in recessions are optional. So if you do, so if you decide to participate in the recession, that's of course your choice, Ooh, but you don't have to, right? Right. So it's 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 totally optional, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be millionaires and more billionaires created during this quote unquote recession than it was prior to, because regardless of what, even with the numerical numbers, there's still more money in circulation now than there ever has been in the history of the world, right? So it's about how do you get in front of more of it? Well, number one, you ask yourself, how do I become more valuable? Right. When you become more valuable, price is never an issue in the presence of value. So to answer your question, of should you lower your prices or increase your prices? Well, you should increase your prices. You definitely shouldn't lower them, because if you lower your prices, people are going to assume that you're having a hard time selling it and you're having a hard time selling it because it's not that valuable, because people already know that the cheap stuff is never the best anyway. And people already know that the best stuff is never the cheapest. So it's like, why would you position yourself in a situation where people got to, in their mind, believe that you're not that valuable? And during this recession, we'll call it, people are going to be still spending money, but they're going to be more particular about how they spend money. They're going to be looking at how can I spend my money, not necessarily the cheapest, but how do I get the highest return, right? And the most value for what I'm investing. So you got to show why your what you're offering is the most valuable, right? Um, for their money. Now, I'm not saying I don't. So a lot of times people say, okay, I'm going to charge more. You can't skimp on the the delivery though. So like if you're going to charge at a premium level, you got to deliver at a premium level as well. So if you if you charge at a premium level and deliver at a premium level, people don't care what you charge as long as you can help them go from where they are to where they want to be in the fastest time period possible because people buy based on speed, not price anyway. So they're like, okay, how fast can you help me go from where I am to where I want to be? in the shortest time, because I'll pay you for that speed at whatever cost. Does that make sense? People pay for speed. Damn, that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've, I, I've seen you just work people's minds from a distance and, and to get them to realize that they can charge more, that they aren't selling out the Black community, that they aren't a, a race trader. Um, yeah. What's 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 that like? Just the mental part of getting people to realize, yo, you can charge more, and people will pay you, and you can still be down for the cause with charging more money. For sure, because think about it: if we can make more money, we can do more damage in the community, positive damage, right? We can. So, for example, this is a great example. I was on the call with our mastermind members. We got a seven figure society. It's called the Seven Figure Society, and we was on the call earlier, and I was talking to them. And one of the young ladies was like, hey, I know this young lady. She's in college. She's on the verge of potentially getting kicked out if she doesn't come up with X amount of money. So just right then, we were like, all right, give us the details. That ain't enough for us to put that bread together. So she so she don't got to worry about that. So she can just go to school. So that's the power that we have when we're charging what we're supposed to be charging and of course delivering at the level we should be delivering anyway a lot of times us in our community we have a hard time charging because we equate what we get paid to the amount of hours we work so where i'm from if you make 30 dollars an hour you make good money right where i'm from right the ideal job growing up was to work for the city 30 40 50 dollars an hour with benefits all that good stuff you retire get a watch all that good stuff right so now we show you how to come in and charge $3,000, $5,000, $10,000, $25,000 or more for your expertise. And you work with individuals in a leveraged way 
while still helping them get crazy results. People can't quantify that because they're like, wow, I only technically work on two to three hours a day and I make $100,000 a month. I feel like I'm cheating because I know people who made who work 40 hours a week for their entire life and they never made more than $30,000 a year. So we're just kind of breaking away from that, that slave mentality because even though in a lot of ways we're free from slavery, we're, a lot of us are still mentally enslaved because we're still kind of tied into that time for money economy versus this new outcome based economy. That's cold right there. Um, <laughs> someone who, who credits you a lot publicly is David Chance, right? Mm, that's Top podcaster, great guy, family man, just a great dude, just a great, great person. Um, and I was on the calls, I was on the calls in 2019 when you were coming in. And it seems like even David has some struggle. Mm -hmm. um, without divulging y'all personal conversations, because he talks about it publicly. Yeah. Can you explain the transformation with even him? And and, and now, again, all public stuff, he, he talks about $100,000 a month now. It's like, yep. like, like yep, get out absolutely. of here. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad yeah. month. <laughs> That's a bad month. <laughs> <laughs> right. Life. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm talking about that. Because it's so crazy. It's just a wonderful thing just to see someone's transformation in real time. It's just so great to see. All right. Mm -hmm. All you, brother. Now, for sure. So with David, so like the biggest thing with David, and I think all of us have the same challenge, especially like us people who like you're really good people. You really want to help people. Right. And then a lot of times we, we get our heartstrings pulled because we know people are we know people who are where we were at one point. So we want to help them as well. So David, like you said, it's just an all around good, genuine brother. Right. So he was like, I really want to help people. And then he was like, so I don't I feel like I'm helping them by not charging them that much. But he didn't really realize that the best thing you can do for somebody is charge them a lot of money, because when you charge them more money now, they have, or what they see as a lot of money. Now they have more skin in the game. And when they have more skin in the game. They're willing to show up and they're more invested and they're more likely to get results. So somebody pays you $50, right? Or $50 a month or $50 for a course. Most, most of them won't ever, ever log in. They can be paying $50 a month for a membership. They will never log into the thing. You know, never, ever. Think about how many people on Netflix, for example. I think Netflix is like 19 bucks a month. Most people never even log into that thing. People are on memberships right now. They never even log into that thing. Most of us, the people who listen to my voice right now, they bought a course online for two fifty, five hundred thousand, maybe even two thousand dollars for a course. Never even logged in. Some people logged in but never even went through it. But now, if you pay twenty thousand, twelve thousand, twenty-five thousand, you're more likely to actually activate it and extract the value from it to get results. And then when David saw that and was like, "Okay, this is how I can serve people at a higher level," because people want that and actually help people get more results. And of course, now it ties into his number one value, which is actually serving people and then showing people that um, you're not just taking their money. You're actually serving them in the, in, in a exponentially of what they're actually paying. And one of the things that he was challenged with was like, man, if I charge that type of money, they're going to have to have a lot of my time. They're going to have to have this. I'm indebted to their results. But it was like, it's not it's none of that. When people pay you more, they actually want less. Because they, they're looking for speed. They don't want all the videos. They don't want all the downloads. They don't want a whole bunch of your time. They actually want boom, boom, boom. All right, I'm good. And you will rarely hear, rarely hear from them 
But when they do require you, they'll reach out to you, ask questions like that. So it's actually less, it's more streamlined, less time intensive compared to, and these people are less needy compared to somebody who's paying you $19 a month. And now they like, they want you to get on the phone with them when they come in town. They want you to make it your business to come out and have lunch with them and pick them up from the airport, all different types of stuff because, you know, you're paying them, they're paying you $19 a month type of thing. Or, and if you don't, now they try to charge back and all these different types. You know what I'm talking about. You said pick them up from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. That, that, that's real stuff. Um, damn. Is, is there ever a time where it makes sense to charge less? No. Then it never makes sense to charge less. Never. Never. Because so here's one thing that I don't like. I don't like when I see people online and they have a thing that they sell for like 5,000 or for example, and then Black Friday they're selling it for 9.97. Ooh. It's like, it's like, man, how does that make the people feel that pays you 5000 5, You just going to throw it in their face like that? Like that, I just, I can't do that. I, I get some people do it. I understand people want to do a, you know, a Black Friday thing and create a, a crazy amount of sales. But it's like, what about all the people who paid you three, four, five thousand already? And now you come out and like, hey, I'm going to sell this for a thousand. Like, what does that say? What does that say to them? Yeah. To be offended. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I could, mm. I wouldn't, I couldn't do it. So it's never, you increase the value, you increase the price. You always go up. And then some people ask me, Marco, well, if I'm newer in the space, should I start off with a low price and then go up? Or should I start higher and then go down? And I always say you start higher, if anything, Man, yeah. because of the positioning. Because if you come in as a low price person, that's your branding. People gonna always know you as a low price person. But it's if you come in, as, that. it's tough to change it. But if you come in as a premium price, people gonna always know you as a premium price person. So, for example, if you look at Vera Wang, Vera Wang, when they came into when they came out, they were selling like very expensive dresses, bridal dresses, very expensive. And then when they start making stuff available in Target. People was jumping all on it because they saw it as the premium brand. Tesla, when Tesla came out, Tesla was a premium brand. Then they started making cars more affordable. People was like jumping on them. And if you think about it, <clears throat> if a Kia, a Kia is about $30,000 a year. I mean, not, not a year. A Kia is about $30,000. Yeah. If Kia came out with a $300,000 version of the Kia tomorrow, wouldn't nobody buy it because they see it as a $30,000 Kia. But if Rolls Royce, they have a they what 300,000 350 depending on the kind if they came yeah. out with a $30,000 version tomorrow they wouldn't be able to keep them in stock because people will see it as a $30,000 Rolls Royce so your pricing has everything to do with your positioning and your branding mm. <laughs> so so there's no direct correlation to cheaper prices equaling more money Definitely not. Definitely, because it may it may mean more sales. It may mean more sales. Because I always tell people that internet math and real business math is two different things. This fool said internet math. <laughs> oh shit! What happened? Okay, my call.
Uh, he, 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 he had an issue. He'll be back in a second. Hope everyone's doing well. Instagram, what's up, Instagram? Hope everyone's doing well with Instagram. What's up, YouTube? If you're on YouTube, uh, share the video, like, subscribe, hit the super chat if you're getting that work. What do you charge? What are your prices? Can you make a million dollars a month? Do you feel you're worthy of making a million dollars a month? Do you feel you're worthy? All right, Michael, you're back. Now, I was saying internet math, because a lot of times we see people online saying, okay, well, we've done this amount of sales. But if the margins don't match, so like, for example, the margins matter, right? All, so, like all margins matter, right? So it's like, okay, yeah. well, yeah, I did, I did a million in sales. All right, well, how much is that was profit, right? You can make $250,000 in sales, but make more profit. So if you said, if you make 250 and you make 100,000 profit, that's a lot better than making a million and then fifty thousand um, dollars profit. You see what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. so it's, so all that is very important. So I think that's super important. Um, so because the question the question was um, the the uh, the correlation to lower mm -hmm. prices with more sales. Yeah. So it, so it depends on your goal. It's like, do you want to make more sales or do you want to make more profit and have more impact? So I think that's the direction because if you sell a whole lot of stuff at lower prices. You're going to have a nightmare because you're going to have attract nightmare people because people who mm -hmm. pay the least typically want the most. So now your customer support team is going to be backed up trying to serve all these people and deal with all these people who are asking for all this stuff. But tip, when you charge more, you can actually work. You can actually serve them at a higher level to actually help them get results versus trying to work with thousands of people at one time. You know what I compare it to? You ever see um, a lady online say something like, we dated for five years and he didn't marry me, but he was with the woman, next woman for six months and they are married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Yep. It's perception of value. It's the perception of value. It's People automatically, there's, <clears throat> there's zero competitive advantage being the lowest price person in the market. Because people can always come in and charge lower than you, right? So like Walmart thought they had it all together. Kmart at first, they thought they had it all together. Low price department store. Then Walmart came in and undercut them. And then Walmart, now they're dealing with Amazon. Amazon come in like, hey, we don't really got to make no money. We're just going to come in and sell everything for cheapest and get it fast. And we're going to put everybody out of business. So now they come in. Now it's always somebody who can undercut you. But when you're the premium person in the market, people aspire to work with you. You have people come to you and be like, man, I'm, you've been on my vision board. I know this ain't cheap, but I'm ready. They don't even know. They don't even know the price. They just know based on your position and that it ain't cheap. Mm. Like the person <laughs> who like the person who's might be harder to, to ha have adult relationships with. Mm -hmm. I, I see you. You little you like upstanding person. You're probably harder to have adult relationships with. But 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 I'm going to make the effort to get make the effort. One hundred percent. 100% because of the value, because of the positioning. Dating and, dating and business have a lot in common. 100%. It's, 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 it's one and the same. Yes, one and, <laughs> one and the same. Um, if someone did charge a monthly subscription for something, let's say that they didn't go the route of a one-time payment, they went a monthly subscription for something, what would be the lowest monthly subscription that they should charge, in your opinion? Great question. So... So the, one of the reasons I've, I've loved the premium price model is because with the premium price model, 
you actually get the recurring tied into it, right? So for example, let's say you charge, let's say you charge $5,000, for example, and but you do in your, your payment plan on the low end, you do 2000 a month. So you say, okay, it's 5,000 or two payments of 3000 or three payments of 2000, for example. The beautiful thing is now you get that recurring. So now every month you got those $2,000 payments. So let's say, for example, you had 10 people come in in July. Let's say you had 15 people come in in July. 15, five of them paid you $5,000 up front. And let's say the other 10 paid you $2,000 a month. They decided we're going to do $2,000 a month for three months. Now, next month, you got $20,000 coming in just in recurring payments from the month before. So the next two months, you got $20,000 coming in from recurring payments, regardless if you got a bed or not, regardless if you get more clients. Now, that's just going to snowball. So I think the beauty of the premium price model, most aren't going to pay up front. So now you get now you get locked in. Let's say you got a higher ticket mastermind for like twenty five thousand, fifty thousand or whatever. Now you got you, you know, 50 people in that paying you two thousand a month for that. That's one hundred grand a month right there just from 50 people paying you two thousand a month for your year long program. And you're only working with, with 50 people for the year. Mm. Um, another misconception that people assume uh, most of your clients are black, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mine as well. So uh, another thing that people have is that that person doesn't have X, Y, Z amount of money. When you've been in situations where someone's paid you and yeah. didn't pay that person, they were like, yo, what, why did they pay you that much? Why yeah. does that happen? Why does someone pay someone three to $10,000 and another person um, 500 how much can you charge as a mobile notice on a low end this is from Anthony Harzog what up Anthony how much can you charge so on a low end per mobile notary appointment so, for anyone who doesn't know we make our money by traveling to clients to make their lives easier people pay us a premium service out of either need necessity or they just don't want to go find somebody to do it so um, instead of going to a bank, which some banks don't even notarize all, which most banks don't notarize all documents, uh, they will call someone like us on a low end. I haven't charged this amount of money in a long time, but some people might charge 60 bucks, a higher end, 200, 250, often notarized wills, power of attorney, loan closings, uh, affidavits, living trusts, and a bunch of other variations of documents. Also, apostille processing and fingerprinting. So low end, 60, higher end, 250. Even if we go into the fingerprinting realm and the apostille realm, um, $500, $1,000, $2,000, that's not the typical appointment, but sometimes people need a lot of documents apostille, and a lot of people need to get fingerprinted at one time. So a company might call us to fingerprint documents, to fingerprint clients, and they might have 10 employees, 10 employees who need to be fingerprinted. So 10 employees, $150 per person, you do the math on that. That happens quite a bit if you market right. Um, I think we work for big companies like Goldman Sachs who've done stuff for IBM and a bunch of other big firms. So a lot of money to make in the notary industry. So it, I think it goes back to the positioning. So I'm going to give you an example. So let me tell you a crazy story. So I was, I was, I was consulting with this one company and um, their agency and they charge a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month. And I, there was like, man, we really want to be charging three thousand dollars a month or five thousand. They, they said three thousand a month. So I'm like, <clears throat> so I was like, well, why aren't you charging three thousand a month? And it was like, well, they gave me all these reasons. And I was like, do you know why nobody's paying you three thousand a month right now? And they were like, nah, why? And I was like, because you don't have a three thousand dollar a month offer. 
right? Now, is everybody going to pay you $3,000 a month? No. Everybody's not going to pay you anything. But you got to have the offer for people to buy it. I got a buddy of mine who he's been making money online since the 90s, right? And he came to one of my events. This was several years ago. He came to one of my events and he pulled me to the side. And he was like, all of these black people pay X, Y. And it's a black guy. He was like, all these people pay X, Y, Z to be in this program? I'm like, yeah. And he was like, bro, I've been making money online for the 90s. And he was like, since the 90s. He was like, I never in my mind thought that black people would invest this type of money into education. It's a black dude, right? So it's just, it's a misconception. It's a misconception. But you got to think about it. There's not any, there's not many cultures, if any, that spend more money than black people. But black people spend money on what? they see as value, right? And, and here's the beautiful thing. Pe- black people buy, they like to buy luxury things. They like to buy premium price things if it's of value. Like if you look on the internet, like it's our people in, in the entertain, entertaining and all that. Like in the entertainment world, the online influencer world or whatever, like it's our people who be all in the Gucci and all the, the name brand stuff because they want to buy the premium price stuff. We're aspirational culture, right? So they're like, if I, if I can, some people buy these high ticket masterminds just to say they in it. They don't ever do anything, but it's just just to say they in it. Oh, I spent twenty five thousand. I spent twenty, you know, because it's they get I never thought about that. Yeah, that's just that's a part of the club. Damn, yep. that makes total sense. Mm hmm. One hundred percent. I see it all the time. Like it's kind of like on on the internet. It's kind of like um, I actually posted on Twitter earlier, and we put it on Instagram. And I was like, um, I was like, D riding isn't a business model, right? Like after all, <laughs> you've been getting raw lately, yo. Yeah, I was like, it's not a business model. Like after the photo ops, after all the clout chasing, after you know bragging on the mastermind, you got to go build something, right? Mm. So you got you got to go build something. That's that's just the bottom line. So because I've been seeing a lot on the internet, and I meet people in public, and it's like. I'm like, hey, what's your name? We chatting. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm in such and such mastermind. Oh, I'm in such and such mastermind. I'm like, what kind of business do you have? And they're like, well, I do a little bit of everything. And I'm like, that's the first class signal of somebody who ain't making no money when they say I do a little bit of everything. So I just be like, okay. (laughs) Uh Oh, I think you went out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was muted. There was stuff in the. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, let's talk about that. The, the, that's something else that you helped me with. Oh yeah, and Markwell Russell is where's my Maraca? Um, he helped me reach my first fifty thousand dollar month. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate that for sure. Fifty thousand dollar month. I was like, holy shit! I was like, yeah. he is right. And so something he told me two thousand nineteen, and it mm-hmm. always stuck with me. I don't have to hear stuff a bunch of times for things to stick. I'm one of those people. One or two times. No, nah, you right, went to execute it. it. You went to execute it. I remember, and, I remember the I still remember the conversation we had. Like you went to execute on that thing. Like and you ain't been playing man, around. Life changing, brother. Mm-hmm. And and you said it's easier to make fifty thirty thousand dollars in a month or a week or a day yeah. than it is a year. And I made Absolutely. thirty thousand dollars or so in, in in a year. And I made thirty thousand dollars a bunch of times in a month. And I have a friend two weeks ago who made thirty thousand dollars in a night. Mm-hmm. A night. Yeah, it's right. Why is it easier to make thirty thousand dollars in a month in a month compared to a year? So one thing is it's about it's about focusing on transformation and like value exchange, right? So if you do the math, if you think um, so, like sometimes 
I'll, so when I, I typically do an exercise when I do events and I'll say, well, what's what's considered good money in America right now per hour? And some people say thirty dollars an hour. Some people say fifty dollars an hour. Some people jump up and say a hundred dollars an hour for like engineers or whatever. So I'll say, OK, great. If an engineer wanted to make thirty thousand dollars, like let's say thirty thousand divided by a hundred, they have to work three hundred hours, right? Three hundred hours divided by forty hours a week, they have to work seven seven and a half weeks. So that's almost two months that they have to work to make that thirty thousand, right? Now, let's say you got a five thousand dollar offer. And you only got to sell six of those in a week to make 30,000 and you don't got to go nowhere. So let's just say, let's say you want to do it in two weeks. You, so you may, let's say you, so six sales, um, let's say you close at a 10% closing rate. You don't really close that good. So let's say you had got to have 60 calls over that time. So if we say 60 calls divided by 10 days, so that's, you have five, five or six calls a day for two weeks from your home. And then you make 30,000 without getting the traffic. And this all profit, right? This ain't like, because like with this 30,000, we're talking about as for this engineer, half of that going to taxes. So it's technically only 15,000, right? Your 30,000 with the way we're talking about, you get all that money and then you pay your taxes later, right? I'm not a tax, tax professional, neither do I play one on TV. So speak to your tax professional about how all that works. But y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's facts. Uh, Mark says, does anyone know the topic? Uh, the topic, hey, Mark, the topic is uh, what to charge during, should you lower your prices or raise your prices or keep them current during the recession? And I'm sticking to my man, Mark well, Russell. We're on YouTube. If you want to join us on YouTube, to remember Mark Russell. He's helped uh, black entrepreneurs in the e-commerce or digital space and other spaces make over a billion dollars in his career. So he is the master of client attraction, mm, client, sure. uh, client attraction. Um, what's been your biggest success story that you could share? Man, um, so it depends, man. There's so many. Um, so one of the ones that trip people out is, is um, my buddy, Kristen. Many of y'all listening probably know Kristen. Kristen is um, 15 now. Yeah, um, yeah. When, yeah. When we first started working together, he was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we first started working together, he was like, he wanted to make 100000 by his 13th birthday. By his 13th birthday, he made 103000 Wow. Um, now he makes a couple hundred grand a month. He's 15 years mm-hmm. old. Um, and these are- A couple no, hundred grand put, a month. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he put these numbers out, of course. I ain't just telling his business. Another example is- um. Tammy and Sheldon, they actually are in the trucking space. Uh, they help people start box truck businesses and so forth. When they, we started working together, they were making $4,000 a month. And they were both working 100 hours a week to make that happen. Like they were passing out flyers to get clients. Tammy said when they was going to funerals, they was at funerals passing out flyers to get clients. They was doing everything, straight hustling. So it took them 100 hours a piece per week to make $4,000 a month. That means they were making $5 an hour, Right. So we started working together. Their first month they made twenty-five thousand. The second month they made like thirty-some thousand. Next month they made like forty-some thousand. You know, now they last year they ended the year at one point eight million in one of their businesses, and they made another quarter million in another business. So it's like two point three, two point four. And um, this year they'll do a few. They'll do a few million easy as well. So those are two like routes top of my head. 
And of course, you talked about David earlier. We talked, me and David, I gave him some strategies he implemented. Um, he made like 35 grand in like three or four days. And now, I mean, David, like his numbers are crazy. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the chat. Hello, old JT. What's up, JT? Um, that's the YouTube chat. What, 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 what they learned so far, they said, raise my prices in a recession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> raise the and people people have the money one and people are going to spend on what they see value on do they see the value in you what Bingo. are some proven techniques mark well that people that we can display our value to uh the world absolutely so i think the best thing you do the best way to show people you can help them is by actually helping them right so you create value-based content so like what you see dre doing create value-based content to help people so you people don't necessarily information they want transformation so you give away the information for free and then you invite people to pay you a premium for the transformation so it's like okay here's the information here's what to do boom 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 would you like me to help you do it so you can get it done faster if so let's talk about i got a program that helps you do it or you can do the go through the information on your own right so it's like it's like it's the good old help people first and you're like hey if you like this you'll love working with me personally here's what to do to dive into that, right? Because a lot of people tell me like, well, man, you should create a low ticket course. And I'm like, whatever I'll put in a low ticket course, I just give away for free online. And then for those who want me to actually help them, who want me and my team to actually help them implement the stuff, then they reach out and then we actually help them implement so they can get results faster. Some people go through our, some people say, well, they go through the free information, they never join. That's fine. Because we can't work with everybody anyway and we don't have an interest in working with everybody. So some people get our free information. They go out and make 15, 20, 25, 30, 45,000, 40,000 bill million dollar businesses from our free information. And that's cool. Right. I'm not mad at that. And then some people reach out and say, OK, I want you to actually help me implement this stuff. So it still works both ways. That makes sense. It makes total sense. Um, standards, man. Standards. What do you spend your money on? So it depends, man. So I spend a lot of money on coaches. Consultants, really? I, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm heavy on like even where you of, are now, you still spend all that money on coaching and consulting. Oh, for sure. That's like on our, on my PL, my profit and loss statement. The thing we spend the most money on is coaches, consultants, and ads and mm. team 100%. Because I understand, so like Malcolm Gladwell has this thing called the 10,000 hours, right? Where he talks about it takes 10,000 hours to master something, right? So if you do the math on that, it takes if you was to focus on mastering something. For five years, it'll take you 40 hours a week. So if you invested 40 hours a week to master this thing, it takes five years. So okay. instead of me trying to master something for five years, I go find somebody else who's already mastered. So a lot of people spend a lot of that time trying to figure stuff out. I spend my time figuring out who's already figured it out, and then I pay them to hack their 10,000 hours. Does that make sense? So so that's, yeah, so that's that on that end, on the business side. On the personal side, typically, man, it's like travel. Like, I, I enjoy traveling. Um, I ain't a super, like, extravagant person or, like, super flash. I like watches. I like travel. Um, so when we travel, like, we don't really spend no expenses when we travel. We like to eat good, travel good, that type of thing. So I think the biggest expense on the personal side is probably traveling, um, that type of thing. But, yeah, I mean, the, and then when I'm at the house, I'm at the house most of the time. So I typically have, like, a clown attraction university t-shirt on with some cargo shorts, some you know, some <laughs> t-shirts. So like I threw this on today. Um, because I'm taking my son out later for his birthday um to eat. 
I'm like, I'm already kind of dressed and it's raining here, so I just threw this on. But it's like, I don't really be tripping on that. How many kids do you have? I have five kids total. Okay, cool. Four boys and a girl. The youngest. So I have a 20 year old. I have a 18 year old, a nine year old now who just turned nine today, a seven year old, and a two year old. That's what's up. How old are you? I'm 37. That's what's up. Um, I I don't have any data on this, but what's your thoughts? It seems like black men who are married, people who we know in, in inner circles and extended circles, that most of the successful, let's just even go with $100,000 a month plus people who are black men tend to be married or in long-term relationships. Is that something that I've just seen in my friend circle or have you seen the same thing? And if so, why do you think? I see that also. I see that a lot also, right? Um I'm gonna tell you a funny story as well in a second. So I, I do see that also, and I think I think when brothers have that stability, it actually leads to focus, right? So I'm not sure if I wouldn't have had my kids and my wife that I'd be as focused, right? But now I'm I'm intentional and I got focus, right? I can't be all over the place. So when I got out the streets and was running around and all that, and I had my lady, right, that kind of gave me that solid foundation. Now I got to be moving super intentional. And I'm going to say this as well. Uh, I think this is in alignment with what you're asking. Is, so I spoke at um, Jeremy's event a couple months ago. And no, no, how was that? Pan- it was cool. It was pretty cool. So uh, Jeremy Anderson, for name was that? Well, was, was Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy Anderson, he's a great, phenomenal speaker, uh, mm-hmm. author, and uh, that boy got energy, boy. Oh man, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, good brother, Jeremy, good brother. So he did a relationship panel, mm. and um, he did a relationship panel, and the ladies was kind of talking about the journey with their husbands and so forth, and um, and um, I was talking to my D. Me and my D was sitting by each other, my D Woodard. And me and my D was chopping it up. And I was like, man, I was like, I hope the ladies are grabbing the nuggets from this. Because I'm like, the biggest takeaway from this to me, and me and my D was talking about the same thing, is that all because a lot of times people are online or they're out looking for brothers who are already up. So they're looking for brothers who are already making 100 grand a year already making a million dollars a year, already here, they're already there. But it's like, if you listen to this relationship panel, all these brothers who up, up, they weren't up before getting with their ladies. So their ladies were with them when they weren't up. And they were willing, to, just like my wife, like my, 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 my girlfriend met me when I was up, I was in the streets though. And I kind of went through this whole transition where I lost everything, but she was still rocking with me and everything that I done built, we done built from this point. She's been there with me through the whole process, even when I wasn't making no money. So a lot of times we're looking for that, but we're not looking. So and then Marty was like, yeah, a lot of times our people, we look for the wrong cues. Right. We're looking for we're looking at the wrong things. It's like you will miss out on a potential brother who's going to be making millions over the next year because he ain't up now. Right. But not realizing like, home. Does his brother got the drive? Does he have the vision? Does he have this? And then locking in and supporting that in the best way versus looking for this total package already. Because a lot of times that total package already like locked in with somebody who was with them when they weren't the total package. And now they locked in and now they're building, building on that. Does that make sense? 
Now it makes total sense. Um, <laughs> and I'm wondering, do men do that? Maybe not the same thing with with women too. With, uh, are some men maybe blinded by the aesthetics of a woman and not looking deep enough into her her what, what value that she could offer us? And one, yeah. one second, I want to shout out to my man JT for Super Chat. Thank my man JT for the Super Chat one ninety nine. If you guys are getting this work, if you guys are getting value, please hit the Super Chat button. Show some love to the channel. Okay. For sure. So I think I think I think it's a cultural thing for us because we're very visual people. Right. And we look for these things. So that's why I say we look for the wrong cue. So I read this book called the Psychology of Money and in the Psychology of Money. Dude talks about he says it's easy to find rich mentors because they look rich, but it's harder to find wealthy mentors because they don't look wealthy. Right. So a lot of times we're looking for the cats. We're looking for the Rolls Royce or we're looking for um, the Gucci shoes or we're looking for the Richard Milley watch or we're looking for the those the material things that represent wealth to some. Right. However, the ones who really having it, they don't have any of those things. Right. So it's, it's fascinating to see. So I'm going to give you an example. So I was on a yacht party. Um, I went and spoke at this event a couple months ago. And we were on a yacht like the day before the event started. And I was just observing. Because um, normally when I'm at events, I'm just observing, right? Most people see me on stages and videos and they kind of like, oh, he he's that person. I'm like, no, nah, I'm more like the observer chilling. So I'm at this event and I'm just looking. And I'm like, man, it's fascinating with this event. Because I was at another event a few weeks ago and everybody was like stepping out in their Sunday best. I mean, not their Sunday best, but they like, they got they brought all the jewelry out. Like they got all their chains on, the best watch, the shoes, the this. The, everybody had a cameraman, the whole nine yards. So that was the energy of that one event. This event that I was at, none of that. You might have had one chain on, might have had a little Rolex on, no cameraman. Everybody was chilling. And the key thing is the people who was at this event. You can tell this was a room of people who had it, right? But they knew that they don't got to show it because when you really got it, you don't got to show it. But a lot of times when you're trying to show people that you got it, then you got to show it. And it's like my boy Marcus said, it's easy to sell lifestyle to people who don't have lifestyle. But it's harder to sell that to people who already have lifestyle. <laughs> right? So I could just tell the two different audiences. I'm like, man. And you know, man, when you get around people who really have paper, it's like a it's lot different. of the, a lot of the trinkets and stuff. They don't have none of that. That's kind of like someone who gets who's uh, who's used to getting women that the person who's not really used to getting women than the talk of a woman all the damn time. Like, yeah, you know, this is not high school. Exactly. Like, listen, I posted on social media one day, and I was like, a lot of y'all couldn't get girls and weren't getting no money before social media and it shows <laughs> it shows <laughs> like you could tell like a lot of y'all like lames in high school you couldn't get no girl you weren't getting no money none of that till go so social media now you can be whoever you want to be whoever you want to be it shows right but like mm -hmm. to your point spot on bro 100 percent <laughs> Markwell Russell, that boy, good man. Great conversation with you as always, sir. So, so if someone says, "I like this guy, I need to increase my prices," how do I work with you? What do you tell them? 
So I would say, um, so most people, another reason people don't don't increase their prices and charge what they should be charging is because they're in lead poverty instead of lead abundance. And when I say lead poverty, that means they don't have enough leads coming in. So when they're on the phone with somebody, they have to make this sale because they don't know where their next lead or their next conversation is going to come from. So what we do is we help you become getting lead abundance. So now you can choose who you want to work with and then say no to people you don't want to work with. So the way we do that is like it's called the paid ad playbook, paid ad playbook. So P-A-I-D ad playbook dot com. And you can go get the paid ad playbook right now for 100 percent free. It shows you how to get 50 to 100 leads every single day that actually convert into clients. So that's paid ad playbook dot com. So that's that. Also, if you connect with me on Instagram, my Instagram is just my name, Marquel Russell, M-A-R-Q-U-E-L. R-U-S-S-E-L-L. So if you connect with me on Instagram, send me a direct message and just say, hey, I was on the show with Dre. Um, and I got another bonus gift for you as well for connecting with me on Instagram. So first step, go to paidatplaybook.com, get the playbook, download it for free, and it comes with a bonus video that shows you how to implement it all for free. No upsells and none of that type of stuff. Um, and then if you want to send me, a, send me a direct message on Instagram, let me know that you was on the show. I got another bonus gift for you as well. All right. Uh, and I'll put Mark Wells' information below if you guys are watching the replay. Always good talking to you, brother. Tell your son um, we said happy birthday and continue the great success, man. See you at the top, brother. Hey, man. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate the work you're doing. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, bro. Have a great day. Lessons learned, and how they scars shown, but no respect was earned. You choose not to live your life, will last your concern. But death come for all, my nigga. We all get a turn. How many niggas be the same when that court adjourned? Tell the devil he.